welcome. My name is Barry O'Carroll and I'm from the Europe Direct Information Centre at Blanchardstown Library. And this is the first in a series of interviews on education and employment opportunities for young people. And for this first interview, I'm joined by Guy Flouch, who we have had dealings with in the past, and a very interesting man. Guy is the founder of Unicas, which is an application support uh, service for students applying to European universities. Uh, Guy himself has a lot of experience living and working in other European countries. He has a long track record in assisting Irish and UK students applying to degree programmes, which are taught in English in Europe. A lot of people don't realise that. And revealing to them the opportunities that they maybe haven't, hadn't realised were open to them. And that's a big aim of what we're trying to do today, show you what is available to you in Europe. Um, Guy understands how Generation Z, which I think will make up the majority of our audience for these videos, is the first generation of truly global students. Um, and global citizens and studying abroad can be a fantastic preparation for their futures in what is a truly globalized employment market so guy you're very welcome and thank you for joining me hi barry pleasure to be here thank you very much listen we'll get straight into it the first thing i want to ask you about before we, we start talking about studying abroad is a lot of people are quite worried and we've got questions about the current COVID situation. What does that mean for students maybe thinking about going abroad or are currently abroad? What's happening at the moment? Um, well, taking it back to this time last year when all this started rising, when I thought, oh God, no one's going to want to go abroad. I thought it was the end of Unicast, but the fact is that this year, this summer, more Irish students have gone abroad than ever before. Okay. Um, Netherlands, you're probably talking about 30, 40% increase. Uh, Warsaw, veterinary, you're talking about 40 Irish first years. Numbers are growing and they're getting even bigger for uh, academic year coming. So there's COVID here, there's COVID in other European countries. Mm -hmm. Those four countries that have the most Irish students, Netherlands, Italy, Poland, Denmark. Netherlands has a slightly lower COVID-14 rate than us. Poland has a significantly lower COVID-14 rate. 14 rate than us. Denmark has a much, much lower COVID-14 rate than us. And what was the other one? Uh, <laughs> Italy. Italy, That's, yes. You know, it's, it's slightly lower. Um, so there's COVID everywhere. So, you know, as long as you're being uh, careful in Ireland and you're being careful in the Netherlands, you're having a similar-ish experience. Although I am finding or discovering and talking to Irish students in the Netherlands, they're having a, a much more authentic university experience than those who are doing lectures in UCC for the mother's kitchen. Yes. So it's working. And as our students have, have come home for four or five weeks to do lectures online, uh, the, the veterinary students in Warsaw, for example, have now all gone back uh, because they have a, a hands-on period of two months. And it's a very hands-on. You can't learn to be a vet unless it's hands-on. I know that in the Netherlands, the physio people, um, they have a significant proportion of their program is, 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 is physical offline. And even there is like arts, you know, they have uh, study groups and language groups and stuff that are offline. I know that, that a lot of Irish students in uh, the university that have the most Irish students in the Netherlands, University of Groningen, 
they live in a place called Uppsalon, and Uppsalon has a roof garden, mm-hmm. and you can imagine what students do there. And the good news from the Netherlands today is that the courts in the Netherlands today have ruled that the, um, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Not quarantine, the... the they weren't allowed to travel at night. What's that called, Barry? Oh, the, um, yes, I know. I think everyone's brain's gone to mush at the moment. Lockdown so, or... Uh, that block. Yes. To, to, to stop students, to everyone can't travel at night. Cur- curfew. Like, curfew. Thank you. That curfew has been classified as illegal by the Dutch courts today. And so the students are getting ready to go, yay. So they're all going to meet up. Okay, the restaurants and the cafes and the bars are still closed like they are here. But students find ways of mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. So, COVID, fine. As far as the mothers of Ireland are concerned, it's just as safe here, if not safer. Um, and there's going to be COVID everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're part of the EU, so we're, we're moving at the same rate in terms of vaccines, maybe. And also, most, most European countries don't have the same exposure to our neighbour, which yes. is apparently, uh, which does mm-hmm. have pretty mm-hmm. high rates, although it's Yes. Apparently, in charge of vaccines. Who knows? Who knows? And, and I mean, well, I, I, there's no as reason that COVID should really uh, interfere with your plans. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear, and it's true that as the year progresses as well, people thinking of studying next year, hopefully the vaccine program will have advanced quite a bit by then, and it'll be even sure. less of an issue. So we, we 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 spoke a few weeks ago. We had a fantastic conversation that I said to you at the time. I wish we'd recorded because it was so entertaining. Done. This one won't be a <laughs> it was so entertaining, but we spoke um, of some of the reasons a student in Ireland might consider studying in a university elsewhere in the EU. And you spoke about third level education being seen as a right in many education in many EU countries. So, so first of all, could you expand a little bit on what you mean by that? And what does this mean for Irish students thinking of applying to European universities? Okay, I'll, I'll refer to Netherlands again. And Netherlands is by far the most popular destination for Irish students. That's why I keep on talking about it. By a right, I mean that 90% of the programmes don't have a selection procedure at all. Okay. So if you get six passes at Lean Cert, two at age four, you have a right to an education. Okay. That's even in those seven, eight, nine universities higher end in Trinity. Right? Now those 10% of universities that do have a selection procedure, by law in the Netherlands, they have to use at least two measures that are not grades. All right? Sometimes they've been grades in as a third or a fourth measure, but it's diluted by being one of three or four measures come over here. And anyway, they're lower than here. Mm-hmm. So grades is much less important um, in the Netherlands and everywhere. Um, they don't do points. They mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. do points. They laugh at our point system. Yeah. In terms of, I'll, I'll tell you a very quick story. In those days when I used to have halls full of five, six hundred people and their parents, students and their parents, I had a group of Italian, Polish, Spanish, Czech, med dental schools uh, in this hotel and the mother got Blessed Mothers of Ireland, put a hand up and excuse me, talk, uh, talking to a, a professore from a from an Italian med school from Milan. Uh, she said, "Excuse me, what points, what grades, thought subjects does my daughter need?" And he said, "Very Italian. I don't care. <laughs> totally and utterly irrelevant." Right? Oh, so yeah. to enter those eleven med schools where they teach you English, you do an entrance test. 
points irrelevant, subject to study, leaving set irrelevant, experience, medical experience irrelevant, no interview, selection exclusively based on their entrance tests. So, even those programs where there's a selection procedure, you have a right to an education with six plus leaving set to age four, but where the demand is really high, like medicine, they have to put some filter in, and that filter is a selection test, not grades. Okay. Okay, so very, very different situation. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. I mean, Ireland, we're, we're very, even I remember it, obsessed by points, aren't we? And, and, and you've, you yeah, and you've spoken to me about, you gave me an example of somebody who maybe wasn't particularly academic at school. Well, it was this and, guy from the yeah. West of Ireland who, uh, I'm sure he's one of many, They didn't get leaving cert, didn't see how, how is this relevant to my life? Mm-hmm. I don't want to learn Irish or leaving Sir English, or well, how is this relevant? So he was totally turned off, as quite a few young lads are, and ended up with 250-something points, uh, which wouldn't have got him in anywhere, because um, he didn't get his six passes six into age four, so he couldn't have gone to the Netherlands or Denmark or wherever. Definitely not UK. So he went to Limerick College of Further Education, where they have an excellent GQI-5 in physical therapy, did that, did well in it. Uh, the Dutch University of Applied Sciences, Finnish University of Applied Sciences, Dutch, uh, Danish University Colleges all accept QQR5 as meeting their entry requirements. Okay. So he got into Hansa University of Applied Science to do physio. Yay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's 36 Irish first years there at the moment. Wow. By the way, I'm, 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 I'm interrupting my own story. <laughs> Hansa University of Applied Science physiotherapy program they have 100 places of 36 Irish this year this year there's 400 applicants for those 100 places of whom 111 are Irish my goodness wow (laughs) so there's going to be some disappointed Irish but they can apply for one that hasn't got a selection procedure I'll get back to those later so this guy got into Hansa University Applied Science to do physiotherapy Mm -hmm. points probably well below half of what was required here to do physiotherapy and he came top in first year in, in physiotherapy, wow! Brilliant, and that's that's what I love. I mean, yes. I'm our French, and one of my favourite French words is "épanouissement," which means blo- blossoming. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing Irish students going to these new systems where systems whereby they're they're not spoon fed, they're not minded, they they have to take responsibility for their own education and their own lives, and they're doing something which is much more hands on, and and they're flourishing. That's great to see. Great to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's I'm delighted that we're kind of showing people that there's more than one way uh, than yes. than the traditional method. And one of our later interviews we'll be doing will be with a young woman who took a very non-traditional route to her career. And uh, it's great because it's true. Some people, the education system, it's not for them. They struggle with it. They struggle with the points. It doesn't mean they can't go on to have brilliant careers. And, and it's great to hear stories like that. Absolutely. I'm working and you know studying Europe. So for most of them, the, the points are relevant. For mm-hmm. some of them, they, they can enter through QQI, whether they did things or not. And then in Netherlands and other countries, but in the Netherlands, there's a 21 plus route. Okay. If you're 21 or over and you do no leaving mm-hmm. or QQI, they still have a route for you into the University of Life Sciences. Okay, that's great. So the next question yeah. I want to ask you is to do with cost, and cost is often seen as a barrier to studying abroad so what can you say about that and are, are there any supports available uh, in that regard it isn't a barrier i'll give you Sinead <laughs> <laughs> she's 
Sinead and her mother lived on the far west of Ireland somewhere next stop Boston. Don't know where Dad is, but go somewhere. And they were worried for years, or the mother was worried for years, about whether she could afford education for Sinead. Uh, it reached, she reached Sinead Reachley and uh, she got accepted to do human resource management in the Netherlands, in Saxion University of Plus Sciences. Um, now the fees in the Netherlands, you're entitled to a tuition fee loan. Okay. So she got that. Two years after she graduated, she has 15 years to pay that back. Yay. And the fees in the Netherlands are only two grand. So on top of that, she can take a Susie Grant with her. Okay. On top of that, if she gets a part-time job, which she did, filling shelves in Greenmark, pennies, if she gets a part-time job, you're now entitled to up to 900 euro a month on top of what you earn. 400 plus of that is, is a grant. Um, and Sinead's mother was entitled to that. So Sinead had, uh, she was earning about five or 600 a month. She was, she had a city grant. She, she had, a, a, I think she only claimed 400 a month for that extra bit. Uh, rent was about 450. She was sending money home, Barry. Wow. <laughs> money was not a problem at all. So summarize that again. The fees in the Netherlands are current this year are 2168. All EU citizens, you have to be an EU citizen, your passport counts, not where you live. Mm -hmm. All EU citizens are entitled to an interest free tuition fee loan. You have 17 years to pay it back after you graduate. Secondly, you can take your city grant with you. Thirdly, if you get a part time job, you get up to 900 a month for a grant stroke loan from, from the Dutch government. Whoa. Well, uh, in, yeah. in Denmark, Sweden, Scandinavia generally, there's no fees. Well, what? So it, it could end up, in fact, it probably will end up being cheaper if you study abroad. Oh, yeah. Abroad. Um, my own daughter Ruth let me down. And okay. she's, she's in UCD. And uh, I'm paying nearly a grand a month rent. <laughs> and, uh, and now she's doubling the sin. And she's told me she can do a master's in UCD as well. well. Okay. And, and when I was talking about fees, there's no fees to do a master. The master's. No fees to a master's in Denmark, Sweden, Germany. 
uh, in Netherlands the fees are two one six eight, which would be low, etc., etc. So she's doubled the sip. Um, okay. Yeah. So okay. even those expensive courses, the ones in Central Europe or mm-hmm. Eastern Europe mm-hmm. like Bet yeah. Warsaw, the fees there are eight thousand four hundred, which not everyone can afford yeah. with the help mm-hmm. from packages in the credit union. But rent in Warsaw, guaranteed on campus accommodation, is one hundred and ten euro a month. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So if you add the rent to the fees, yes, it's less. Of course. To UCD. Okay. okay. There's still two big wadges of cash, which means that parents don't have a holiday for the rest of their life. But if 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 they're that way inclined, so but it's still less expensive. Mm-hmm. Even if you're looking at the more expensive courses, if you know what I mean. Okay, that's 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 great. I mean, and and again, we want people to know that that possibility is there for you and you spoke about some of the other Dutch cities I told you I'm a great fan of the Hague brilliant city and it's great that people should should really consider the lesser known places uh, and well, you, you can have a great time the area. it is yeah yeah Amsterdam Hague Rotterdam mm. which is still a bit of an urban area mm. um, and rents can be higher in the Randstad not okay. Amsterdam so you need to be away from the Randstad okay. area but, it's up to you yeah and a country like the Netherlands That's, is not big. You, you, as you said, you can easily spend the the, the weekend in Amsterdam if you want, and yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to move on now um, to. So we've, we've covered costs. What are some of the advantages for your future career prospects for having studied and lived abroad? Well, going back to phase one of all this, which was the health sciences stuff, going back into the nineties, even people were going abroad because they couldn't get into health health sciences here. That was it. That was the reason. So mm. that's the reason, still true now. Yeah. If you can't get into physio or, or vet or med or psychology here, you can get, get it. You will get into them abroad. Mm. So that old reason is still one of the reasons of many why people are going now. Other reasons, as you can imagine, is cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are also people now who can get into programs in Trinity or UCD and are not going, and are choosing to go to Netherlands or Italy, because they realise that, hey, I'm 18, 19, I'll only be able to do this once. I was sitting in Bavia, Universitat Bavia, it's about 40 minutes south of Milan. I was sitting there in, not this spring, last year, when you could still travel and sit places. And I was sitting in a cobbled square uh, in March, with sun on my shoulders, drinking a double espresso, Looking up at these these Romeo and Juliet balconies and uh, this 15th century university game, wow! I would have loved to have studied here. <laughs> that's where Leonardo da Vinci did his Vitruvian Man wow. drawings. And it, 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 it's it's a, I mean I've, I was talking to a guy who qualified as a doctor, a guy from Dublin who qualified as a doctor on an English taught med program in Pavia, and um, he was I think he was the first Irish student to do it, and he's still. He, he, he did his, his, his um, he became a junior doctor and is now looking at his specialisations all in the time of COVID. And he still remembers Bavia. He, he said, oh, I'd love to go back. He misses it so much. Mm-hmm. So you can go you can go to Trinity or, or DCU or wherever, have a fantastic experience. But you have something special. Mm-hmm. You have something that you won't forget for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You spent three or four years in Bavia or Groningen or Barcelona or Iran yeah. or wherever. You have a fantastic experience. Yeah. 
um, that you've got into a university. I mean, Bologna in Italy is the oldest yeah. university in the world. Mm. Superb university, superb place where you can do things like medicine or, or, or politics or business or genomics or genetics. Mm -hmm. and like that. Mm -hmm. So there's an increasing range of programs taught for English. And the experiences of living in these cities, the old cities of Europe, and by the way, we're talking, we haven't really started talking about accommodation yet, apart from price. Mm. Most of these universities in continental Europe aren't like um, the Anglophone universities in UK, US, Australia, which have these campuses where it's living uh, a life where they never meet the locals. Mm -hmm. Most of these universities, you know, some of them are five, six, seven centuries old. Groningen was founded in the 17th century. Yeah. Uh, Bologna, 12th century. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't built at a time of campuses, and therefore the, the city is your campus. Yes. So international student housing is scattered around the city, faculties are scattered around the city. Groningen, uh, uh, two square miles in the centre of town, is car free. Mm -hmm. So there's cockle mm -hmm. streets and bikes, and that's your campus, that's your town. Yeah, and the yeah. students own it. They Brilliant. own it. I mean, 50% of the population of Groningen is under, under 35. And I mean, the, the, I mean, I agree with you. I spent a year abroad, and I've great memories. And and I found um, when applying for for jobs, it, it stood to me. Do you think employers look yeah. at at that and say, okay, that's interesting? Studied abroad, well, has experience abroad. Yeah, through. yeah. As you introduced this session as a session in which our students are now entering an increasingly globalised employment market, be mm. it online or offline, yeah. they themselves benefit immensely from international experiences where they've lived and worked with students from 70, 80, 90 different countries. They've made friends with Italians and Greeks and Koreans. I've talked to this guy recently, and I, uh, no, I was talking to this guy uh, back in the summer. I said, well, where are you staying? Like, I've put my name down to, I've got these people down there who are Korean, Japanese, Thai. Why are you staying with them? Picking them based on what food they're going to be <laughs> So we'll have these huge multicultural experiences. We'll learn how they how they communicate. And we also build levels of resilience and independence, mm -hmm. which is just what employers are looking for from, from, from uh, their new graduate employees. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, the content of the courses are very internationalized. They're very focused on what international employees will I agree. I agree. It really, really adds value to CV. Okay. Yeah. No, Particularly now, Irish employers and employers globally are looking to internationalise and globalise their products and services, and they're looking for people who, who get that. I mean, don't tell the mothers of Ireland, Barry. <laughs> but not a lot of them come back <laughs> for their first job. <laughs> I, I've got friends who never came back. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, some of them do, especially if they want to be vets or doctors. But those who are doing international business or, or change the world, or BSc and change the world, mm -hmm. or whatever it's called, they're out there changing the world, yeah. and then yeah. they come back in their thirties. And that's and that's the world as it is now. We're we're less anchored, aren't we, to to one place? We are. Well, we are anchored. I mean, mm -hmm. you try telling an Irish student, they are so happy that they come from Ireland. Yes. They're so happy yes. to have that picture of home. Absolutely. Um, compared with their international friends, who are maybe half Swiss and half half. Congo, quarter quarter Caribbean and quarter Dutch and half from India, 
who don't really have as much of a home as we do. So mm -hmm. we are anchored in Ireland and mm -hmm. we will come home, but maybe not just yet. Maybe not just yet. <laughs> and, and the kind of last thing I want to ask you about that is, is very linked to what you've just told me. Um, for young people, uh, sorry, you mentioned, I mean, we've spoken about employment, we've spoken about the academic advantages, but there's, there's other reasons why we might want to go abroad. And you've touched on it, the experience itself. And you, you spoke to me once about, a per, about students who it acts as a motivation to pass their exams because they want to stay there, <laughs> you know, because their experience yeah. is so good. I think what you're referring to, and this is important, we have a right to education with six passing to 24, even to the all these universities high rank Trinity. But they're not pushover. You've got to work hard when you arrive. Mm -hmm. So like here, for example, in the Netherlands, like here, each year is composed of 60 academic credits. In the Netherlands, each program has its own individual credit target. So let's say psychology, there's eight, nine English taught psychology programs in the Netherlands. In psychology, let's say your target is 48, you've got to have 48 out of 60 credits. Each credit is 50%, mm -hmm. don't do your calculations any other way. If you don't get those 48 credits out of 60, you're out. Mm. Whoa. And not mm. only are you out, but you can't repeat first year. So that focuses the mind. If you've fallen in love with, with, with a Dutch girl, even though she's a foot taller than you, or if you've fallen in love with, with an Irish guy who's lovely and you want to stay, and or you fall in love with the city and, you mm. have, and their laid-back way of just sitting out on a terrace cafe having a coffee or a beer as the sun goes down in normal times and you, you just love the place that focuses you mm -hmm. I mean you're going to work hard to stay there however much you like of course does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. Is that what you were alluding to? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned and that really stuck with me. What a great motivation, but what a really positive motivation as well. You know, this is great. I want to stay here. And and like, as you it say, the, there's a lot of non-academic and career benefits. I mean, it, it, you can just have such a great experience, can't you, in these places? Is it, is it something you'll look back on in years and think, wow, remember that those three years I spent oh, yeah. in Bologna? You know, even now, I mean, the first story is referring to what you just said. There was a girl from Laos who's, who's just left university, and she, well, it didn't. She did the program didn't really work out for her, but she should have gone in November. But she had a goodbye party on Sunday, and I was talking to the group of them there just before a goodbye. She didn't leave till Sunday because she couldn't leave Grenoble. She spent about two, two or three months there that she needed to spend there. So there's some people who don't make it, mm. um, but most stay. Anyway, going back to your you thing, yeah, there was a group of Irish students um, who went off to the Frisian Islands last weekend to spy COVID. Mm -hmm. So there they are, seeing these islands north of the Netherlands in the middle of nowhere, having a fantastic time together. I mean, you, you had no option but to social distance because there was no one else around. Yeah, someone there. And, and they had fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So winter seas and, and, and life is completely different from life at home. Mm -hmm. Although there are some very creative UCD or UCD students who are now buying, uh, renting houses in, in La Hinch and the Scanner on the West Pit Clare and Kerry Coasts and working at home, working online from there. Okay, very nice, yeah, clever. 
and having fun and creating bubbles of fun. So students tend to find ways of doing things wherever they are. Absolutely. Um, so I think you and I might prefer to be sitting in a square and burning rather than being Kerry. I, I yeah, well, definitely, without a doubt for me. So, so just to kind of wrap up this portion before we, we begin to talk about some of the questions yeah. we, we've been sent... So if young people in Ireland who want to have this experience, who think, yeah, I, I never thought of this before, this is something I want to look into, where can they start? Uh, well, I'm obviously going to refer to the web, my website, because mm -hmm. it is a great resource. Yeah. So there's over 1,200 undergraduate programmes taught in English currently listed on that site, and that number's growing weekly. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I'm just about to add Portugal to the site. There are okay. now programs taught to English in Portugal. Lovely, yeah. Which is great. So they can have a look at those programs that are taught to English to see if they suit them. Um, if they want some assistance, we can point out op opportunities for them. There is no 27 country CEO, so we're not the CEO of Europe. Mm -hmm. You try getting those universities to speak to each other and, and agree different common timelines, for example, and common requirements. Mm -hmm. won't happen. So if you want, you can apply directly to these universities yourself, fine. But we only charge 38 euro to register. And if you do register, we can help you with course selection. Course selection. We can make sure you know how to apply step-by-step -step procedures. We can put you in contact with Irish students who are studying your chosen course already. We can advise on accommodation and student finance. It can be helpful if you want. Okay, and that, that's great. And what I'm going to do is I'll put the link to your website underneath this video. So if you just look look down below the video, you, you'll see the link. Click on there and uh, could be the start of something really amazing. So Your future begins today. That's no, a, what a lovely way really to put it. Amazing opportunity. What a great way to put it. So we... I'm a oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I've heard Guy speaking before, and he's so enthusiastic about this. It's great. It's great. Because I believe in it. Barry. With good reason. It, with good. What an option. What an Absolutely. And I, I, I fully agree with you. And I, I, I've done one of these interviews myself, speaking about my experience in another video as a language assistant. And the experience of living abroad is just brilliant. And to, to actually go and study abroad, I didn't do that myself. But it's, you know, I think it might be too late for me now. But uh, <laughs> maybe no, not. Barry, maybe is, not. There's no such thing as a mature student. Okay. That right to an education what, exists until he's sixty. What about an immature student? Is that? Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll wrap up this section now, and in the next video with Guy, we're gonna I'm gonna put some of the questions that we've been sent by young people around Ireland, uh, some very specific questions, and Guy's going to answer them. So thanks for that, and we'll join you again shortly.